Welcome to Jim Galliano's Building a Better Web Presence podcast. Build something better with less moving parts, less overhead, and less headaches. Hey, everyone. This is Jim Galliano. Thanks for joining me for today's podcast episode. Today, we'll be discussing a topic that I know many of you will enjoy, can relate to, and maybe been thinking a little bit more about. I'm talking about the solopreneur lifestyle, building a thriving business as a solopreneur. Before we get started, today's episode is brought to you by the Digital Strategist Newsletter. This is volume two, my second year of doing this monthly newsletter. The February issue was just released on the 23rd. And for whatever reason, I got into the pattern of publishing each monthly episode at the end of the month, the 23rd and the 24th. I think that's because I started on January of the previous year. It was the very first issue I was releasing, and I thought to myself, I just want to take some time to myself at the beginning of the month. The beginnings of the month for a lot of business owners are, let's say there's more activity, maybe with billing and invoicing and things like that. So I decided to release the newsletter towards the end of the month. So on the 23rd or the 24th of each month is when I release that month's issue. And that's available right now at jimsnewsletter.com. Today's podcast is also brought to you by OneToManySystem.com, and this is the home of my coaching program. The program is designed to help you build a complete marketing and sales system, no matter what kind of business you have. And this program will remove a lot of the mystery, maybe all of it, associated with building a complete marketing system and website to go along with it. One of the things about having a system is that many people have an incomplete system. Their system does some of the things, it ticks some of the boxes, but not all of them. And the reason for this is because people overcomplicate whatever it is they're doing. Now, the magic isn't in the system itself. The magic is in the organization and what each little part does. Because when we're talking about marketing and sales, it's not magic. It's just providing for a market, a product and service that they want. Sometimes we get it right. Sometimes we don't. But the way we approach marketing is very systematic. And it's sort of like fishing. When you go out and you bring all of your equipment with you, you go out, let's say, on a lake or wherever it is that you're going to be fishing for that afternoon or that morning or maybe even evening like we do here in Florida. But the, the, the point of the matter is, is that there's so much that you can do. And then if the fish aren't biting, the fish aren't biting. But if they are, then you just have a great time. Whatever it is, I like to look at marketing and fishing. I'm not a great fisherman by any stretch of the imagination. Matter of fact, fishing may not be a good analogy for me personally to use because if I never went fishing again, a lot of my friends love fishing, but I just never really caught the love for the for doing it like they did. But living where there's a, many lakes and water all around me and Florida is definitely a fishing enthusiast dream but being here i've been out plenty of times uh you know with friends and people and what they enjoy about it is the fact that there's a social element you get away from the noise of life it's just you your rod your reel 
and you're out there and some people can spend hours upon hours upon hours. Other people like to spend that kind of time doing other things, but I know, I understand what the appeal is, but I'm bringing this up because if you learn to apply this to marketing, it will solve a lot of problems. It's not whether or not you get a big haul, so to speak, from any individual campaign. It's that you understand the principles of how it works and you test different ideas, you test different products and services, and then you get a return on your efforts. Sometimes the return is huge. And I know what it's like from personal experience to go into a project, not knowing, but being cautiously optimistic, as I like to say, that something good was going to happen, and it happened way above and beyond even my expectations. And I also know what it's like to put products and services out there, and the fish just aren't biting. So sometimes it's the timing. There's a lot of factors in there, but I like to gamify it. And I find that that removes a lot of the pressure and the emotion. If you put something together and it takes a lot of time and effort and just you're not getting that many sales, then sometimes it can be so frustrating to individuals that they don't want to go back and do it again. They don't want to try again. But going back to that fishing analogy, that's like saying that you went out for a Saturday afternoon, you didn't catch anything, and you don't want to go fishing ever again because it's just too frustrating. Once you learn how to enjoy the process, once you know where the pieces go, the mystery is removed. So you're not wondering, am I missing something? Is there something that is missing from my marketing campaign? No. If you have all the pieces together and you know what goes together, anyway, that's what one-to-many system is all about. Getting all of your pieces together, you may have the wrong product, you may have the wrong offering, but that can always be adjusted. Just like if you're having a bad day fishing, you can go on another weekend or on another day, and as long as you have all your equipment and all of the little pieces, you're not missing anything, you can have a great day. So, all right, that's one-to-many-system.com. It's available there. Let's talk about the solopreneur lifestyle, and building a thriving business. Now, back in, I would say, 2015, 2016, in that time period, I've been in the digital agency-type business for many years. I started before there were digital agencies in the old-fashioned, offline, physical, everybody-in-one-room, or in one building, I should say, type of agency And we created marketing materials, posters, anything that you can imagine that would take printed form just about. We created for AT&T, the big phone company up in New Jersey. And I started that job out of college. took me about a year to be able to get my foot in the door. And I discovered early on that I did not enjoy having that, being in that field, being in that uh, type of market. And so it was very frustrating because I put so much time and energy into getting there. It's kind of like going on a long-distance move, and then when you finally get there, you decide that this isn't where you want to live after all. But it was just one step in a journey comprised of many steps. And over time, I learned that it wasn't so much the work itself, but the environment that was creating the dislike of the overall experience. And so with time, I learned that there were certain types of environments that I thrived in and other types of environments that I most certainly did not. 
And it's going to be the same for you. And we can apply this to the offline world. We can apply it to the online world. We can apply it to specific business models. There are certain activities that you're capable of doing. There's certain types of knowledge that you have. But depending on what type of business structure you put yourself in, depending on what type of business model you follow, your experience can be vastly different even though we're talking about the same topic. Even though we're talking about something that is maybe knowledge-based or skill-based a service you provide, you can be... Now, when we talk about solopreneurs, we, we're talking about people that can do a wide variety of things. For example, if we look at the digital space, a freelance designer is an example of a solopreneur. A, somebody who manages social media um, accounts for their clients is another example of someone who can be a solopreneur. A writer can be a solopreneur. A teacher or trainer who creates courses and products can be a solopreneur. A photographer can be a solopreneur. You get where I'm coming from. There is a vast expanse underneath the category of solopreneur. Now, solopreneur, when you get right down to it, is an entrepreneur, somebody who's starting a business with the intent on running their business alone, which means they're taking responsibility for every aspect of the business, from the creation of the product or service to marketing, sales, customer support, and all of that. Now, that doesn't mean that they get they don't get help when they need it. I'll talk about that in just a minute. But when we look at this from the outside looking in, we can oftentimes romanticize certain types of businesses. Like, for example, when I was younger, I romanticized owning a digital agency business in the late 1990s. And I thought about the, I'm just going to be honest with you, the prestige of owning a company in which we had higher profile clients. And, but when I got into the lifestyle of it, how I felt about it, even though it was going to be the same skill set that I would later reformat or restructure to deliver from the place of a solopreneur as instead of an agency owner, the experience and how I felt about life from day to day completely transformed. I'll get into that in just a minute. But some people choose to gather a team of people around them to help them achieve their goals. But other people find that the solopreneur lifestyle is a better fit for them because they're able to run their business alone. And I'm just going to come right out and say this. The solopreneur lifestyle is not for everyone. But it's for those who are determined to make it work. And it could be a great way to build a thriving business. All right, let's just jump right into this. The solopreneur lifestyle is more popular than ever. And originally, I come from the school of thought where the more employees that you had, in your business, the more success that you had. In other words, numbers equal success. And the higher the numbers, the higher the success. The idea of remaining a single person business was more or less the same as not progressing, not growing, not being financially prosperous. It was basically the definition of failure. But as technology changed, so did the way people look at single owner, single person businesses. And now, where we are today in 2023, 
Technology has completely changed the game. It's easier than ever before to connect with clients and customers from around the world, to work from home, which will allow you to save money on things like office space and the time that it takes to commute to another physical location. One of the biggest benefits of the solopreneur lifestyle is the freedom that it offers because you have complete control over your schedule, which means that you can work when and where you want. Yes, you still have to get the work done, but if you want to get it done early in the morning so that you can do things later in the day, you can do that. Or you can do the opposite. You can get work done late at night before you go to sleep. You also have the ability to pivot in your business and your business focus quickly without having to consult a team, without having to retrain other individuals that are working with you. Another benefit of the solopreneur lifestyle is that you can build a business around passions, interests. I have to tell you that if you're working on projects that you are truly interested in and care about, it does make a difference. It can lead absolutely to greater job satisfaction and a greater sense of fulfillment. I can only say that for myself, if I'm not working on projects that I'm interested in, I'm not saying that I have to be totally interested in every single project that comes my way. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that if I feel like I'm wasting my time or that I could be doing something that would offer more meaning and greater fulfillment and all of that, if I feel stuck, maybe that's the way I should say it, then just the fact that I'm making money alone isn't enough. I know for some people it is. Some people are in jobs that they really do not particularly care for, but they do what they have to do because it brings in the money they need for their needs, for their family needs, for their lifestyle, and all of those things. However, a solopreneur-style business gives you the opportunity to tick all of the boxes. You can create the kind of lifestyle that will allow you as an individual to thrive mentally, spiritually, physically, all of those things, and still have the income that you and your family requires. Now, where do you start? Now, for me, my beginning came as my ending came doing something else, and that was focusing on building a digital agency-style business. Now, the type of agency that I'm talking about is the older-fashioned type of business structure where you have multiple people working for you. So it's not just good enough that you're making enough money as an individual for your needs, for your family's needs, but you also have to consider the fact that your employees also have needs that you have to meet as a business owner. So you have to keep those projects coming in. You have to keep the business flowing at all times to maybe take care of the expenses of you and a team of several people. And if you can't do that, then you'll begin to lose individuals. And sometimes even if you can do that, one or more of your employees may think, well, you know, maybe the grass is greener going somewhere else, or maybe they'll just start their own business instead of working for you. And so those are some of the issues that are very real, that are very stressful, that you don't have to deal with if you make the choice to go the solo route. Okay, now let me share some important tips with you. If you're considering the solopreneur style business, if you want that kind of lifestyle, there's a few things that you should keep in mind that will really help you build a successful business. Let me share with you some of the things that I consider to be the most important. Let's start with defining your niche. Defining it 
in terms of how you understand yourself, your skills, and what it is that you bring to the table. As a solopreneur, you can identify the specific area where you can offer the most value to your customers. And by focusing on that, to me, it's not the thing that I do, but it's the outcome of the things that I do. That is my niche. By approaching it this way, you see, most people approach it in such a way that they look at what they do, they put a label on themselves, and they define themselves by that label. Like one person may say, well, I'm a graphic designer. That's the label that they function under both mentally and in every other way. Some people say, well, I'm a website designer or developer. Other people say, well, I write, copy, I set up websites, I handle social media. The list goes on and on. But the reality is the solopreneur of today has is multifaceted as far as their skill set goes as compared with the solopreneurs of 20 years ago. Today, the same individual that maybe would just, let's say, do graphic design in the past, today that same individual has the ability to edit videos. Now, they may not be editing videos on the same level of somebody in Hollywood, but they have the ability to edit videos and to post them online. They have the ability to create graphics. They have the ability to write copy. They have the ability to set up websites. You get where I'm going with this. So no matter what it is that you started out doing, you probably had to learn several other things. You learned how to use other tools. And technology is what made this possible for a person that maybe had one or two things they were capable of doing. And now they can do an entire job. And so when I say that, you need to define your niche or understand what your niche is. I'm talking about where you can offer the most value. When you bring all of your tools to bear on a situation, you can solve a certain problem. And that's what I would focus on instead of the tools themselves. So for example, someone may say, well, Jim, I see you as a marketing person. Another person may say, I see you as a a website developer slash designer slash marketer or those things. And the truth of the matter is, is when a client comes to me, what they want, what they really want is a specific result. It may be more leads. It may be to build their uh, their mailing list or email marketing or something like that. And so things like websites and website copy and video editing and strategy all of those tools come together to help get the person from where they are today to where they want to be tomorrow. And that's the way I suggest you looking at your own niche. That's the definition that I give to choosing a niche is discovering how you can help people get from where they are to where they want to be. And then all of the other peripherals like design and writing and editing and all of that those are just tools that you use to get them there. Number two is your brand. Your brand is what sets you apart from other solopreneurs in your industry. You want to build a strong brand. You need to develop your own unique voice, your aesthetic, if you will, something that will resonate with your target audience. And this can include everything from your website design to your social media posts. I discovered early on that just by being myself, I was building my personal brand twice as fast as I was building my company brand, which is what got me to the point where I became so frustrated with things like using my company logo and people 
mistaking my company for someone else's and vice versa. And after a while, I thought, well, people are calling me, Jim, on the phone. They want my opinion on what they should do next. They want me to work with them on their projects. And so after a while, I thought, why am I putting so much effort into building a company brand when it's my solo brand that people are buying into? And so eventually I went with it. It would be kind of like an actor. Imagine this, you're an actor and people keep giving you a certain type of role that they see you playing, but you don't really want to play that role. You want to play another type of role. So maybe people want to hire you to be in their, in a comedy movie and you keep getting, your agent calls you and says, well, you know, we have another, you want to read for this part in another comedy. And people see you as that. They see you as someone funny, but you don't want to be someone funny. You want to be someone serious. Well, after a while, you know, if you want to keep the lights on, then you're going to have to take a role or two playing in the comedy movie instead of the dramatic movie or the action movie because that's where the money is. And so that's what I learned about building my personal brand. If people were seeing me as a personal brand, I could either fight it or accept it. And so I had to look at why was I fighting it so hard? For me, it came back to ego because I saw that if I had this large company, then that was what success was in my eyes, not being a standout individual, but being a standout company owner. You see how ridiculous that is? And uh, maybe women don't struggle with the ego thing as much as men do. I don't know. But Or maybe it has something to do with age. Maybe age has a way of, of blunting that egotistical part of people's personality. But I thought, you know what? At the end of the day, the only thing matters is that I'm building a business. And if I want people to uh, do business with me, and they prefer doing business with me directly instead of a quote-unquote company name, then so be it. All right, let's move on. Next is staying organized. As a solopreneur, it's easy to get overwhelmed by the number of tasks that you may need to accomplish to stay on top of things. For years, I used things like notebooks, and then I went from notebooks to different apps, apps on, the, uh, on a desktop computer, apps on a phone, apps on a tablet. And to this day, from time to time, I fall off the wagon and I just commit things to memory instead of recording them or writing them down somewhere. And yeah, I'm still growing in that area, absolutely. But I've learned that sometimes the amount of things that need to be done, it's not even that you can't do the things. It's not even that you don't have enough time. It's just that there's so many different various things that have to be done that it's overwhelming, mentally speaking, with your mental bandwidth to just keep track of those things in your head. You have to write them down. You have to put them on a piece of paper. Just a few days ago, I got off the phone talking with someone and I remember thinking, okay, there's certain things that I don't want to forget. And I'm staring at a blank piece of paper. I grabbed a pen. I wrote them all down. And I'm thinking, okay, I have to do this, 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 and this. And so for me, just keeping some spare paper next to my keyboard is easier and takes less effort even than opening an app sometimes. Other times I'll open an app if I'm on the road or somewhere else and I think of something. But the point is figure out what's the easiest way for you as an individual to stay organized. For some people, they have to create a daily uh, to-do list. For other people, it's a weekly list. But whatever it takes, just make sure that you prioritize 
based on importance. Next is the technology. Technology is your best friend. And there, again, are so many tools out there, platforms available that can help you automate tasks, streamline your workflow. There's project management tools, social media tools, scheduling software, whatever you need, there's tech out there for it. Or sometimes there's something simple, just like I was talking about, writing things down and putting a line through them when you're done. Next is outsourcing. If you're a solopreneur, you run your business alone, but that doesn't mean that you can't outsource certain tasks. The people that you outsource them to, they're not employees. They are outsourcers. They're probably solopreneurs themselves. And outsourcing is a great way to free up your time so that you can focus on areas of your business where you add the most value. Remember that your success is going to be in part based on your ability to identify where you bring the most value to the table and then taking all your skill sets, lining them up, combine them in such a way that you take person, the person, the individual, the company that you're working with from where they are to where they want to be. The better that you get at that, the more they'll pay you and the happier you're going to be, the happier your clients will be. You know, some people, they need help in areas like bookkeeping, other people, content creation, other people, customer support. Once you've identified your areas, there's some things you can learn, some things that you can match with technology, but some things you'll find that, well, you're not doing either. You're not learning the skill, at least not to the level that you need. You can't find the right technology to solve the problem, and that's where outsourcing can be very valuable. So you can outsource to another freelancer, you can outsource to an agency, it's really up to you, but it's really important to choose the right partner. You look for the freelancer or even another agency that has experience working with solopreneurs and people that understand what your business goals are. And it's also important when you're working with other people to establish clear expectations and to communicate regularly with them to ensure everyone is on the same page. Now, I found that the easiest way for me to do this is by recording short videos. I'm talking about recording my desktop. What I usually do is I'll open up, for example, several different browser tabs. Maybe I'll open a document up if there's something in there I need to show or explain. So by the time I hit the record button, this enables me to quickly jump from screen to screen or tab to tab to talk about whatever it is that I want to talk about, show examples and so on share ideas, and then I upload the video as unlisted to YouTube and I share the link with them. It's unlisted so only the people with the link will see the video. And I've found that this kind of communication can be a true game changer because you can clarify things in such a way and explain things that is difficult or more difficult to do with text alone. Plus, you don't have to do all the editing if you're going to write a long email. Next, and this goes right along with this, is to focus on relationship building. Creating these explainer videos, as I might call them, will do that automatically in a lot of ways. Because as a solopreneur, or as anything in life, I think success depends a lot on your ability to build relationships with other people, with your customers, with your clients. And this means that you have to take the time to understand their needs and to communicate with them in such a way that what you're saying is clear and they understand it. And then they can communicate back with you again. 
I have a few clients where English isn't their first language. And so sometimes we have to go back and forth a few times to understand what it is that the other person is truly saying. So it is worth the time to do this because once you understand the person, where they're coming from, and you get used to their style, it really does make the relationship the kind of relationship that can last over the long term. And most of my clients now I've had well over a decade, and so I'm saying this from personal experience. Next comes marketing as a solopreneur. I think it's so important that you figure out what it's going to take for you to learn how to enjoy marketing. And we can go back to our fishing example. You know, Fishing may be essential for certain people if they want to eat on any given day. And marketing is essential if we want to make money and grow our business. Without at least having a simple marketing plan, it can be difficult to attract new customers, new clients, and to grow a business. And there's so many different marketing channels out there today that you can use as a solopreneur. I suggest starting out simple and test all of them so that you know from firsthand experience what it's like to spend time on social media, that you know from firsthand experience what it's like to create content or what it's like to do email marketing or any of the above. And so I think that part of the success formula, if you want to call it that, is to choose the channels that are most effective for your individual type of business and to learn which message resonates most with your audience at any given time. And finally, the last thing, the last tip that I would give is, well, it has to do with self-care, I guess, would be a good way of putting it because running a business, even if you have the best business model for you, the individual, there is still an element of stress and sometimes it's more so than others. You don't have a team of people around you, so it's not like that you can just throw the assignment off to someone else. You're the person that has to get back to the customer or client more often than not. And that's why it's important that you take time for yourself. You take time to step away from whatever it is that you're doing and recover. This may mean that you set up your day where you have regular breaks throughout the day. Now, I know for some people that everything's an emergency. You may have certain clients that they always need everything done yesterday, but you have to decide for yourself, are you going to be sucked into that kind of drama or will you be honest with the person and let them know that you're not at your desk right now and you're not able to get back to your desk for maybe several more hours? Sometimes people contact you on a weekend, even though you say that you're not working on the weekend. A lot of things can happen. So if you're always bending and making allowances for the client and not for yourself, well, then what's going to happen is it's kind of a lopsided situation, whereas you're the one that's always going out of the way. And people need to understand that sometimes I think that if I call somebody and ask them for something, that I don't realize how many other phone calls that person has received. For example, a friend of mine is a mechanic, and if something goes wrong with my vehicle, I want him to take a look at it. I've learned that you know he may be buried with work right now. And unless it's a true emergency, then it may be better for me to say, hey, listen, are you busy? Maybe it'd be better next week. I know it's not an emergency, but can you take a look at this when you have a chance? 
Or as opposed to times where, you know, my battery's dead or whatever, or my starter broke or wh- whatever happened, I need to be towed into the shop. And so, you know, I've learned that from being on the other side. I've learned that when my clients contact me, oftentimes they don't realize how much work I have or don't have at any given point in time. But all that aside, I think you do need to regularly take time for yourself where you can decompress, relax, do something enjoyable, have a good meal, and set some boundaries so that you avoid overworking and burning yourself out. One thing you need to remember is, regardless of the business model, burnout is universal. You can see CEOs working for Fortune 100 companies and some of those individuals burn out. Burnout happens because you don't set boundaries, you work around the clock, and it doesn't make any difference whether you have full-time employees, assistants, or you're just by yourself. You can burn out simply by not organizing your schedule properly, by not taking care of yourself, and by not having a balance in your life. So this is by no means just something that is specific to solopreneurs. We've seen people burn out. I'm sure if you think about it, maybe even know people in your family, some of your friends who do something completely different, and they burned out in their respective fields. I know doctors who have burned out. Matter of fact, I talked to one recently who just retired, and I said, what was it? Too much stress with being a surgeon? This individual was a surgeon, recently retired, and he said to me, no, it was all of the paperwork. I was spending at least 60% of my time doing paperwork and only 40% of my time practicing medicine, and I just had enough. So when we look at the solopreneur lifestyle, it offers many benefits. That includes freedom, flexibility, the ability to build a business around your passions. However, it's important that if you're going to go down this path, that you approach it with a strategic mindset, considering your own strengths and weaknesses, and that way you can focus on building a successful business for yourself, something that's unique to yourself, again, based on your likes, your dislikes, your strengths, and also considering your weaknesses. You define your niche, you build your personal brand, you find ways to be better organized as you continue to move forward, You leverage existing and new technologies which are coming out. Some technologies live up to their expectations. Many do not. You outsource when you need to and you focus on simple things like relationship building, which has really become the bedrock when I think about it of my own business growth over time. So that's about all for today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you think it will help a friend, please share this podcast episode with them. You can share a link or just let them know on social media. I really do appreciate your sharing of this podcast because it really does help me reach people who would otherwise be very difficult to reach. The other day, someone said to me, Jim, people are spending less and less time on social media. Maybe you should ask them to email the link to a friend because very few people are posting as compared to how they used to post online. So yeah, that gave me something to think about. But either way, thanks for listening. I'm glad you were here today with me. It was great to be here with you. Have a great rest of your week and I'll talk to you later. 